I really love this guy. He's a great writer. I mean, a great writer, New York Post columnist, on the radio all the time. And uh, true treasure here in New York, it's my friend Michael Goodwin back with me, Sid Rosenberg, here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Michael, good morning, pal. How are you? Uh, good morning, Sid. Thank you. Nice to have you back. Newt Gingrich, we finally have a president of the United States who runs a criminal family. Is that hyperbole or pretty much the way it is? Well, unfortunately, I think Newt is on the mark. Um, I think he's also on the mark on the bigger picture, which uh, that that there is so much corruption in government. I mean, that list of the uh, unemployment and the and the money that was stolen in New York. Uh, the controller found eleven billion dollar B billion with a B missing uh, from the uh, from the COVID era payouts. Uh, so it, it was happening across the country. And there's just the country to wash in government money. Of course, the government is going broke on this, but it's just funneled money out the door as fast as it could during COVID with little oversight. And But as for the Bidens, yeah, I think they've been at it for many years. Uh, you look back at uh, Hunter Biden and uh, when when Joe was vice president, especially wherever Joe went, Hunter went. And he made money. Uh, I mean, I still think it, it boggles the mind. In 2013, Joe Biden was going on a state visit to China uh, on Air Force Two. And Hunter Biden flew with him. And Hunter Biden came back with a deal of $1.5 billion, with a B, investment in his uh, financial fund from a Chinese bank, of course, close to both the Communist Party and the government. There's no real difference between the two. And Joe Biden yet, to this day, insists he has never discussed his son's business with him. Well, we know that's a lie because we've got a taped recording on the voicemail where Biden says, I saw the New York Times column, you look to be golden, you're going to be okay. So we've got voice uh, from Biden that says that's a lie. But I'm not sure if you caught my good friend Chuck Todd with Ron Johnson, Michael, on Sunday. Chuck was trying to make the argument that, hey, if you're upset with Hunter Biden, then you better be upset with Jared Kushner. Is he kidding? No, unfortunately, he's not. Uh, This is the Democratic answer now, that uh, whatever Biden did, the Trumps did it worse or more, Um, which which just has the whole thing backwards. Uh, The Bidens have no business outside of selling influence. That is the entirety of their business model. Hunter Biden, I mean, who do we think is buying his art for 50 and 70? I mean, come on, right? This whole idea that it's anonymous. It may be anonymous to the, to the newspapers and the radios, but it's certainly not anonymous to the Biden family. They have to know who's buying that, that stuff for large amounts of money. Otherwise, why buy it? Yeah. If, yeah, if the yeah. president doesn't know what you've just done for his son, <laughs> why would you do it? That's a good point. There's a large contention of people, before we get to the specifics, about this document story, which gets worse for Biden every day. More locations, more boxes. But there's a large contention of people who think this is the Democrats who actually let this out because they want him out more than Republicans do. What do you think about that? (laughs) 
I mean, it, it, it's the sort of stuff that makes you say, wow, what a conspiracy-minded country we've become. You know, the idea that the Democrats are planting the document <laughs> and, and that Adam Schiff is finally happy that uh, Joe Biden will be kicked out. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think we can say that a lot of Democrats probably do not want Joe Biden to be their their party's nominee in 24 they they think they look at his age they look at the the unpopularity of his policies and say look we we were lucky in 22 i don't think we can uh, reprint the luck for 24 um but the idea that they would then go and plant these documents i i, I think it, at heart it, it's almost an idea that the Bidens couldn't be this corrupt no. or couldn't be this stupid. Well, well I'm not saying but that— In the, fact, uh, they are. Right, but, but we, I'm not saying they would plant the documents. What I'm saying is there are people out there that think Michael Goodwin, that they're the ones to alert people about the documents, that he had them. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I still don't buy it because it, it, it glosses over who Joe Biden is. I mean, that's the thing, that it—, it while it makes him look foolish and makes him look weak, it diverts from the reality of the Biden crime family. Yeah. And I think that's where the focus rightly is right now, that it's nobody else. This is the Bidens. This is the way they operate. You know, there's a whole thing from the Elliot Ness movie, The Chicago Way, right? <laughs> uh, this is the Biden way. Yep. I mean, they've always played around the edges. They've always taken advantage of Joe Biden's position. I think if we go back, we're going to find it started well before he became vice president. I think this this was Hunter's M.O. I mean, Hunter has never had a job that I can see that wasn't somehow related to his father. Going way back when he was working for the banks in Delaware, all the banks are headquartered in Delaware. You think the Bidens didn't milk the banks? Um, I mean, that's where Hunter got his jobs. It's always been thus with the Bidens. Michael Goodwin, uh, the last column you wrote, end of an error of shielding the Bidens as classified document scandal puts Joe's presidency in peril. Two things. You do a really good job here of explaining how initially Democrats tried to make an argument that what Biden did wasn't as bad as Trump. But, but, but more days, more documents, more locations. Uh Oh, it may be worse. A second question is presidency in peril. Do you believe that's going to be the case from this specific story? I do. I think that the uh, Republicans taking the House, it was not a small event. And particularly with uh, uh, Comer from Kentucky and the Oversight Committee and Jim Jordan and Judiciary, I think that these investigations are going to produce a lot of bombshell days when it's going to become just so obvious that the Bidens uh, are, are corrupt in the personal sense, but that the government itself has been corrupted by this use of law enforcement to spy on Americans, and that Joe Biden was fine with that for many, many years. I mean, I th- what, what we know already from Twitter we, uh, with the FBI and actually paying Twitter to censor Americans and the FBI and all these different aid, the alphabet soup agencies telling them what to do, Twitter doing it, sometimes reluctantly, sometimes eagerly, I think will be replicated with Facebook, with Google. Uh, I think that even search results 
we're going to see. We're compromised by government interference. And so I think that this is a new development in our society, the technology, and the government raced to corrupt it and control it. Uh, in, in This was not bipartisan. This was a very partisan thing to do. I mean, just look at Adam Schiff that he felt emboldened. How did, how did he come to know <laughs> that he could contact Twitter yep. and they would do what he wanted to do? Who told him that? Right. Somebody in the Democratic Party said, go ahead, call Twitter, tell them what you want them to do, and they'll do it because we all do it. I mean, who ever heard of such a thing? But this is back remnant of this, reminiscent of the 70s, the church committee that found the IRS, the FBI, and the CIA spying on Americans. Now we know that all of those same agencies and others were using big tech to do the spying. Mike, on the way out, uh, Donald Trump, of course, running. He's already gone through this. He's still going through the Mar-a-Lago documents, obviously. We all know this is a win for Donald Trump now that Joe Biden is embroiled in the same mess but is it a win? Is Donald Trump's bigger problem Ron DeSantis or the Democrat in 2024? Well, um, his first problem is certainly the Justice Department. Um, I, I think I still think there's a desire to indict him. Uh, you have not only the document issue, which I think has been nullified by Joe Biden's own problems, um, but I think the uh, the special counsel was still looking at January 6th and the events leading up to that. Many Democrats, of course, want him prosecuted for that, including Joe Biden. Um, so he's not out of the woods on that. There's also this case in Georgia, a state case, uh, a grand jury uh, presumably has been trying or wants the prosecutor there wants to indict Donald Trump for his actions in Georgia in 2020. So I think he's got all those problems. But I, I still think, even despite those problems, he's, he's an important power within the Republican Party. Now, look, I, I do think that power is, has maxed out. I think it's beginning to shrink. It's beginning to decline. I've likened it to a, a melting ice cube. It's still important, but it's less important today than it was yesterday. I think some of that is going on with Donald Trump. But it's too early to count him out. I mean, even if he were to get 25, 30 percent of the Republican Party, that might be enough uh, starting out the primary system to carry him through. I mean, don't forget, that's how he did it the last time. He wasn't winning big majorities in these states. He was winning the plurality in a, in a big field. And if, if that happens again, then he could end up the nominee again. But I do think he will not be able to persuade the swing state, the swing voters in swing states. That's what we've seen so far with his nominees, uh, like Herschel Walker, like Kari Lake, like others uh, who, who should have won Blake Masters. Dr. Oz. Uh, Dr. Oz, right. Yep. I mean, yep. Matt, you know, that – that kind of candidate, uh, J.D. Vance won in Ohio by something like seven points. The Ohio governor, Republican, running without Trump's endorsement, won by more than 25 points. So even in a, what's now a red state primarily, 
Trump's pool is limited. It's less than the home staters. So it, that's a hard profile under which you become president of the United States. Well, Mike, it is great to have you back. What a great conversation. You know, I think the world of you, your writing in the New York Post is great. You're great on radio, TV as well. Thanks for hopping on today. Let's do this again very soon, buddy. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Sid. You got it, pal. There he is, Michael Goodwin. He's great. He really is great. New York Post. Thanks for hopping on, Michael. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.